Welcome to episode eight of the Nostalgia Mixtape, a podcast that celebrates all things that give us the nostalgic feels from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, as well as new pop culture events with a throwback twist. I'm your co-host, Ty Gooden. Hey, everyone. It's Christina. And today we're going to be talking about a few forgotten TV shows from the past. But before we get into today's episode, please make sure you follow us on all the socials. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Nostalgia Mix Pod. And you can also keep the conversation going with hashtag Nostalgia Mix Pod if you have any reactions to what we're saying or any additional thoughts you may want to add of your own. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play and rate our podcast. Uh, we can also be found on Podbean and on our WordPress page at nostalgiamixpod.wordpress.com. So before we hop into a few things today, um, got a little bit of a mini announcement to make for you guys. Um, so right now we've got got a whole lot going on. Christina and I are kind of working together to build out uh, a more lengthy calendar so we can plan out a lot of the topics and subjects and things that we're going to cover for the next few episodes. So what we're doing is we're trying to build that calendar for the remainder of the year, but we're probably going to take a break at the end of November and take December off to just focus on the holidays, um, focus on those end of year things that you kind of wrap up in your personal life. You know how it is when you're trying to wrap up everything for a year and get prepared for that fresh start for the next year. Yeah, we got to do all that stuff too. Um, and we also want to make sure that we're prepping for awesome 2019 so that way we can come back with fresh new episodes, new ideas, and just be ready for you guys. Um, so the way that our calendar is working out now, it looks like we're still going to be running episodes bi-weekly through November 29th. But once we hit that episode, we will be gone from the 29th until probably that second week in January. Um, still kind of playing with those dates a little bit, but once we get it all figured out, we will let you guys know. So Christina, how are you today? Um, I'm okay. It's been a very, very long week and it's about to be a long weekend. Um, there's a free music festival in my hometown this weekend and I'll probably be checking out along with, you know, balancing that and work. Um, but I am good. I have no complaints at the moment. It's been a pretty easy week. I'm just trying to, again, like Ty said, plan out the rest of, you know, my personal year, trying to balance my budget and do all of those things and like make mm -hmm. some big moves next year on top of the things that we have planned for this podcast. Um, so, yeah, I've just kind of been in planning mode and kind of trying to take it easy a little bit. Um, so, yeah, how's your uh, life been? What's going on with you? Huh, what isn't going on right now? Like this week is, it's just a busy week around my house. So uh, first week of September and here in Virginia, the kids go back to school. So um, both of my kids went back to school. I've got a fourth grader and a pre-K kid this year. Um, so it's back to the buses um, and for my oldest back to homework and clubs and dance practices and all of that stuff. So I have been kind of off track this summer. I've got to get mm -hmm. back in like calendar and like spreadsheet mode because <laughs> yeah. they've got a calendar of like things they got to do. I got like my personal calendar of things like I got to do and I want to do. We got like the podcast stuff kind of thrown in the mix now. Um, and then as you guys already know, I uh, freelance right and I cover a lot of TV and entertainment news. And so I'm actually working on a spreadsheet now <laughs> for TV shows for the fall. Because so many things come back in the fall and there are so many different things that I'll be covering. Um, and I was just looking at my spreadsheet today like, holy moly, like I'm pretty much going to be, and I, I'm not a casual TV watcher too much. Usually when I turn it on, I'm turning it on for like a specific purpose to watch something. And then I'll turn it right. off and do something else. But 
I'm going to be turned on for a lot of purposes this year. Like Doctor Who comes back uh, in October. The Walking Dead comes back. How to Get Away and Murder comes back. Right. It's just a lot of stuff coming back, like at the end of this month and and kind of in the beginning of next month. And it's a lot of things that I'll be covering. And like Doctor Who, I'm covering that for Hypable and um, you know, I always write a thing here or there about how to get away with murder. Black Lightning's coming back. So there's a lot of like current things. I'm excited that are on about TV. Black Lightning. Yeah. And that comes back. It seems like it's like two or three things coming back on around like the set between like the seventh and the ninth. There are like three or four shows that I like that are coming back all in that range. Cause this is us, right. I think comes back around that time too. Maybe it might be into September for them. Okay. I think it, it might be into September. I, I want to say Black Lightning is very, very soon actually. Yeah, it's, uh, Black Lightning is definitely October. Definitely, oh, that's October? Yeah, definitely October, because that's right around the same time that like The Walking Dead and um, Doctor Who come back. But then there are a okay. couple of new shows I'm trying out, too. Uh, NBC has a new medical drama called uh, New Amsterdam. And okay. I'm watching it, and I'm watching it for one reason only, and that's for Freema. Um, we both love her when love she was her. on. Yeah, we both love her when she was on Sense8 as uh, Amanita, and then I love her as a Doctor Who fan from back in the day when she was playing Martha Jones. So pretty much anything she does, I'm going to at least give it a shot and try to support it. Right. And it looks like that might actually be pretty good. And I don't, I don't have a medical drama in my TV arsenal right now because I am far too behind on Grey's Anatomy to even think about trying to, <laughs> trying to like catch up and get back in the game with that. So that's it's possible. You can do it. I don't know. It's a, it's a lost cause for me. A lot. I, it's too many oh. seasons. It's, too it's many on seasons. Netflix. You'll be fine. <laughs> I have a I have a TV show calendar myself, which I need to redo. Um, it's got like all of my shows, like Grey's Anatomy and Imposters, which I'm like a season behind on. Like I didn't watch any of this most recent season mm-hmm. uh, because I just work and broken ankles and all sorts of other crazy things have happened. Um, and I need to do a new one because uh, Mayans MC just started last night, um, which Anarchy spinoff. Um, and I call myself trying to watch Sons of Anarchy before the show, and I'm at season seven, but I don't know if I'm actually going to watch season seven, because season seven is a lot. So I'm hoping right. they settle down just a little bit, like a half a percent settle down in my agency, but so far so good. <laughs> um, and then, of course, all the usual suspects coming back, like Black Lightning and Grey's Anatomy and all the other shows that I like. So I have that calendar on my Google thing that reminds me when my shows are on. I am, again, setting, like, my calendar for the rest of the year. I was never a planner person, like, never have been. Like, in school, when they used to give you, like, the free planners to, like, help you plan out your school year and, like, write down your assignments and stuff like that, I never used them. Like, I would use them. Yours was Yeah, just like, I would notes. use it for, like, a couple weeks, maybe, and <laughs> I, or I would write things down, and then I would never look at it, like, ever. Um, I've never been a planner person, but now it's just, like, I have to write things down, and I have to remember that certain things are happening, and, like look at the big picture because I will spend my entire paycheck before you know I have to think about like the bills after the next paycheck so I'm getting into writing everything down now it's pretty sad right I mean but you know as far as like tv is concerned it's so much stuff right. that's out there right now and then if you're trying to go back because I mean of course with us and with the nature of this podcast we like to go back and kind of rewatch and relive some things too so you've got all this new stuff that's constantly coming out uh, Netflix and Amazon and them are like churning out like new series all the time daily it seems like it's crazy um, and I write about some of that stuff um, during my TV writer job too some of it I do kind of preview it and stuff but other things I'm just kind of writing some speculative things or just giving out some information so I don't have to necessarily mm-hmm. watch it but yeah, you need a calendar now because it's 
it, it's wild. There, there's a lot of stuff on TV, which really begs the question why when people are just so salty and really don't like something anymore, why they just don't, why they just don't go in. Exactly. Like there's so like. much stuff on TV and like, like you said, Amazon and Netflix and all that stuff, like go find something you want to watch and will enjoy and like stop hating. Like thousands of things. Go find something else. Thousands of things out there. So many options. And I'm like, and you just choose to hang on to this one thing. And it's not saying that you can't like criticize something or that you can't be unhappy about certain elements. But if you're just like constantly ragging on something and you just like, I hate this. This is the worst thing ever. Whatever. Fill in the blank. Ruin my show or whatever. It's like. Go find something else. Just. There are YouTube TV shows. There are YouTubers that like do all sorts of crazy things. I've really been down the YouTube rabbit hole the last couple of weeks and I'm learning all the things about all the things. Like there's, you can go find something you like. Stop hating on things you don't like. Like leave people alone and let them enjoy their thing. Like quit being a hater. Right. <laughs> okay. So what do you have this week for our nostalgia recap? So last week. I believe it was last week. I don't remember what date. I'm awful with dates, as you can tell. Because like I said, I'm not a calendar person. Um, but I want to say it was last week. The Power Rangers celebrated their 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary. And if you know me, you know that like I was addicted to the Power Rangers growing up. Now, watching it now, mm-hmm. oh my God, what was I thinking? But I was all about <laughs> the Power Rangers growing up. We had like all the, like, the toys and stuff like that. Because my mom worked at Toys R Us when I was growing up. And I like watched every single episode when I was growing up and all of the movies and like loved Tommy like everybody else and 25 like I'm 31 and so 25 years of the Power Rangers is like a lot of my life <laughs> like, right I mean that fits us right there because same way with me I mean definitely grew up watching the Power Rangers and everything I loved uh, Aisha when she came to the show um and of course I'm a, I'm a Black Ranger girl it was here at Tidewater Comic Con where I live at earlier this year and I was so upset because I didn't get a chance to make it. I forgot what was going on during that time, but like it's on my list to to meet him or whatever. But yeah, I mean when you look back at it now and watching it as an adult, I mean you definitely realize that nobody's winning any acting awards. Um, oh absolutely not. Th- there are gonna be no special effects awards. No, no, no none of those things. None of those it's things just, for it's so ridiculous and cheesy now and stuff, but that's part of the reason why you kinda love it. Exactly. I did not know that they apparently did a like special episode. Because you know they do special episodes of the Power Rangers where they bring like different yeah. versions of the Power Rangers together. And so like I want to say for like the 10th anniversary or something like that, they did an all Red Rangers episode where like, you know, Tommy came back and Jason, like Jason, the original Red Ranger came back and like a bunch of other Red Rangers and stuff. There was like 10 or 12 of them. Um, But I don't, I don't really know like what they did for this particular special. It was a couple of weeks ago. So I need to go find it on the internet somewhere. Um, I did not even know it was a thing. Right. So Tommy came back. Well, Jason David Frank, (laughs) who plays Tommy came back. Because, you know, he is the Power Ranger man. Like, you say Power Rangers and he... It's like, you say Power Rangers in a, mo- in a mirror three times. Jason and he's going to appear. appear. Uh, right. He's that guy. So he came back for it, obviously, being the Green Ranger and, like, being all cool and everything with his, like, old school, you know, morpher thing. And um, another Red Ranger that I'm not familiar with came back. Um, Must have been after my time. And Cat, who I don't know if people remember Cat, but she was the second Pink Ranger after Kimberly yeah, left. Yeah, I remember Cat. Mm-hmm. So she came back, too, um, as the Pink Ranger. And, of course, you know, they're wearing, like they do, so you know which one is which, and but they're not in costume. 
but you can tell still tell which Power Ranger is which. Like Cat is wearing pink and the Red Ranger is wearing red and Tommy is wearing green. And you're just right. like, why are you guys still so obvious 25 years later? <laughs> like, I love that part of it. I'm like, I mean, so you just, you're this own brand like at all times. And they always wear those colors, like without <laughs> fail. Just a closet full of red clothes. Like... I don't understand. Walking like cartoon characters. You're supposed to have... Batman does not walk around in a Batman t-shirt every day. Why are you walking around wearing the same color every day? <laughs> Just why? And why haven't your parents told you to stop buying the same color? <laughs> like, I would be very suspicious if I was a parent. And I'd be like, what? What are you doing? What's your, what's your thing with this color? It's ridiculous. Why are you only wearing this color? Did they only wear those colors before they became Power Rangers? Like, I have so many... I could go into... Maybe um, that's it. Maybe it was like Destiny. It could have been fate. It is very yeah, possible. It, 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 it was destiny. They just they felt it in their heart. They knew what their destiny was going to be. And so they figured they'd go ahead and get a jump on it by just, you know what? Something inside of me is telling me to wear yellow every day of my life for no reason. Every day. I know uh, Zach had to be hot. Like, middle of summer, wearing all black. What is wrong with you? Come on now. Good old Zach. Yeah, he had that. all that black and was still doing his little dance moves and stuff like that. Bless him. I love that. Bless his heart with his hip hop keto. Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a just a couple of things. So the first one is it's been 34 years since Sade, the band, which also includes the singer Sade, released Smooth Operator in the UK. And Shada and, still looks like she did 34 years ago. Right. And there, I, I really think that part of the reason that she doesn't age is because she just avoids humans. Shade is like the most reclusive, famous person ever. She really is. She like, I mean, she, she literally is like career goals because she just lives her life in private. And then she just like randomly pops up every 10 years like, hey, y'all, I'm going on tour. She does her tour and then she disappears for another 10 years. Goals. Like that is goals. And the tours sell out like immediately. So she makes her bank and then she just fades back off. And like I've read little uh, news reports here and there of people that apparently live in whatever town or village or whatever she lives in. And she just goes to the store. She's in village. <laughs> yeah, she got to live in a village. She's like a she's like a Disney princess to me. So I feel like she lives in a village. So whatever little village she lives in, she just goes to the store and buys her little stuff and got a little garden out in the front yard and stuff. And I could just see Sade with her hair back in her ponytail, wearing her little hat and just taking care of her vegetables and stuff and minding her minding her business and not being bothered with annoying humans. And so that's why Sade still looks the same way that she looked in the Smooth Operator video, which was actually their breakthrough hit. Yeah. So, you know, I like think it's the really... song that everybody thinks about when they think about Sade, like every right. single time. Yeah, you know, and I just, I really adore her. And I feel like she set a really high standard for herself and set herself apart from anyone that was kind of uh, out and around at the time. Because she, you know, she had like that signature ponytail and her red lips and um, nobody sounds like Sade. I mean, she's just got an inimitable voice. When you hear Sade, you know it's her immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed because ever since she released the uh, song Flower of the Universe for a wrinkle in time earlier this year. I'm like, please go on tour. Please go on tour. <laughs> please go on tour. I think she's doing, or I think the band's getting back together to do a song for uh, the Steve McQueen. Okay. That's coming out. And so it's just all these little signs and there are like whispers of an album and stuff. And I just randomly get online and search Sade tour, hoping that someone has found out something because that is like 
she's like one of the artists that I would just, it don't matter what it costs, I would drop whatever I had to drop to see her in concert because it's really, because she goes so, so infrequent that it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know? So I don't care. Like there are other people that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not spending more than $200 to see XYZ person or whatever. No, Sade is the exception. Like however much money it takes. Yeah. However much money it takes, wherever she's going to be at, even if I got to get on a plane and fly somewhere next time she goes on tour, I got to be there. Cause I don't think she's been on tour since like 2011. That's quite a long time, but you know, right. Yeah, and before I bet that, be it was like 2001. Show. So it's like every 10 years, I'm like, I mean, so something got to be happening in the next three years, Shade. Come back. Come out of the village. Take your take your garden hat off. Get back on the stage, because I know you still look the same. And give us a tour, please. We should go together. That would be fun. I mean, I would not know any of the music, really. Like, I know, like, the hits and stuff like that, but never really been a Shade fan. Now, don't crucify me for this Twitter people. Like it's just because I don't listen to her. It's not no, that I, I don't mean, but like you're not, her. You're you're no different than the average person out there. I think that I think they've got like a really core set of fans that maybe like listen to a lot of the album cuts and stuff. But I feel like when they go on tour, they're more than likely just doing like the major hits that everyone knows. Right. You know, I don't feel like you'd be like too out of place. Based on what I've seen, I've never been to a Shade concert before, but based on what I've seen on like YouTube and stuff like that, it's she pulls some things from out of like the vault and everything, but I mean there's a lot of those hits that pretty much everybody would know and even if you don't know the words or anything like that like it just feels good it, it seems like it would be a so fun like, experience it. at least because like you know her music's very chill and kind of puts you she's got a vibe basically is what i'm trying right. to say and that vibe is pretty dope so you know it could be fun it could be a thing we could do we like going to concerts together it's kind of our thing so i'm down we could do that that'd be a thing that'd be a thing so yay sade come back please And the other thing I have is, um, I think we tweeted about this too from the podcast Twitter page, but Nickelodeon is giving us 90s kids our childhoods back with a streaming service. Yes! I'm so excited. I know. So the streaming service is called Nick Splat, um, which is actually the same name that they used on uh, Team Nick when they do like the nighttime programming with the old cartoons and sitcoms and stuff. Uh Um, And it's offered through... VRV, which is like this, I guess, streaming service, like host or, you know, hub or something like that. Right. So I went on and I signed up for a free trial like two or three days ago. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to, cause I just wanted to go look through, kind of see what they had out there and stuff like that. Um, and they've got like a few of the SNCC shows like Keenan and Kel, all that. Um, and are you afraid of the dark, which is super exciting. I'm definitely going to be really watching are you afraid show. of the dark. Yes. Halloween coming up too. I love fall. I love Halloween. So, listeners, beware. Um, I am. I am the. I am the pumpkin spice apple sweater boots. All of that stuff. Like I, I turn into the most basic of basic people, <gasps> as people like to call it. So, I'm looking at the list of shows, and I'm getting very, very excited because one of the yeah. shows. A couple of. I think I took Mystery Files of Shelby Woo off, but Mystery Files of Shelby Woo was going to be there, and I am mm-hmm. here for it. And yep, Salute Your Shorts. Clarissa, Salute Your Shorts, Angry Beavers, Doug, Our Real Monsters, like all of that, all of that stuff is up there. And I feel like they're just kind of starting off with those. And as they get more subscribers and everything like that, that they'll probably grow and continue to add stuff. But already, I mean, that's a pretty That's a nice Oh, list and of they've shows. also got like the game shows like Double Dare. Um Dang, what's the name of the temple show? Legends of the Hidden Temple. There you go. Yeah. 
very on the nose. I don't know how I forgot that. But yeah, that's up there. So like a whole bunch of like those uh, competitive shows that they had and stuff like that up there too. So, and the best thing about it is it's only to, if you sign up with that hosting service and you only do Nick Splat, it's like $5.99 a month. Right. It's like a fast food combo. Like you can give up one combo. Right. And get your life with all of the mixed shows that you used to love. So yay for that. If you get a full uh, subscription to VRV, because I'm Googling it now because I'm interested. Right. It's $9.99. It's $9.99. It comes with Rooster Teeth, which I'm Mm -hmm. down with because Rooster Teeth also hosts Ruby, which is awesome and one of my favorite things ever. Um, Can't wait for the new season. It's got Crunchyroll, which they have this great anime show called How to Keep a Mummy, where this guy sends like his son a little pocket mummy that he has to take care of. It's like a cute little thing. Um, Yes. drama fever and nerdist and geek and sundry and sign up for 30 day trial (laughs) yeah it's a a lot up there so i've signed up for the trial and like i said i'm just kind of i'm gonna peruse around see you know what i really want see if there are any other things that i might be interested in like you said rooster teeth or whatever because i know um they've got a couple of things coming down the pipeline that i'm kind of interested in like gen lock so yeah gen lock is gonna be dope yeah, so we'll see. It's kind of like a combining of my faves because I love Michael B. Jordan and then David Tennant's on board. And so I'm like, I never in a million years would I thought they would have combined and collaborated on anything. <laughs> they just seem like they are just on two different trajectories, but it's amazing how something like that can bring folks together. So Nick Splat is, is going to be where it's at. I'm definitely going to check it out. And I feel like I'm probably going to end up with another streaming service that I did not intend to end up with. Yeah. I'm about to end up. You really can't. I'm about to end up with a Spotify Premium one, I think, because Spotify Spotify Premium, I believe, comes with now Hulu and Showtime or something. Yes. I'm like y'all are just y'all are trying to take all my money. That is one of the things I've had Spotify for a minute now. Spotify gladly, I gladly give them my money every single month. I love Spotify. Like I've tried Apple Music and um, I did like the title. uh, I had like free like six free months with title or whatever, because I had um, signed a contract with Sprint and whatnot. Um, so I've tried some other ones, but I don't know. It's just something about Spotify and, you know, being able to build all my different lists and then they make little, you know, mixed lists for you because they love you and, and right. all of that stuff. So I, I, I dig Spotify I, and there's no shade to any of the other ones right. or whatever. And I like title. They've got some things on title that, um, that you get access to and that you can't, you know, that you can't necessarily find on Spotify, um, like lemonade and, you know, and a lot of videos mm-hmm. and, behind the scenes concert things or whatever but uh, i mean i still choose spotify i think that's that's kind of my wave that's where i'm going all right so Which, what else you got we have all off on a tangent no Are we I, done actually i don't have i have nothing else so oh, okay. I, i'm good doing that but the nickelodeon thing actually kind of leans us into our topic today so what we wanted to do is we want to talk about a few of those kind of underrated and somewhat forgotten tv shows of course, there's so many of them. Because, um, like, if you think about a certain genre, when people ask you, you know, oh, what are your favorite, you know, cartoons or whatever, and you kind of hear the same five things over and over again. If you ask your favorite just childhood shows, you hear the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear kind of those, you know, those same shows over Scooby Doo and a lot of those things. But there are so many things that came out that we loved and we appreciated as kids. And with so many more things coming on and as you, you know, move on and time gets away from you and stuff, you kind of forget about some of this stuff. And so right. we just want to give just a few things, a little bit of love today. We can't name everything. Otherwise it'd be a 10 day long podcast, but we want to pick out a few things that we just want to talk about. Um, and so one of the first things that I immediately thought about was rock. I love that show. I love rock so much. 
Um, so whenever I hear people talking about like great black TV sitcoms and dramas, you know, of course you say Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. Different World, you know, all of that stuff like that, Living Single, all the usual suspects like immediately come up or whatever. Um, but I feel like nobody really mentions Rob, you know, which Rick was out and around during that same time period. You know, and it's crazy because uh, it was on for like three seasons in the early 90s. Um, you had like Charles Dutton and Ella Joyce. And I feel like both of them are, well, first of all, they're like trained stage actors. Like they are actors, as I yes. like to call it. So they're like trained for stage. They used to film rock live for a minute. Like I think they stopped doing it in like the third season. But I think for like part of the first season, and I know definitely the second season, they like filmed it live. Oh, wow. And you couldn't even tell. That's impressive. The people that were on the show were just that good. So when you talk about actors, like really bringing a story about a Baltimore trash collector and his nurse wife, you know, just kind of living in a working class neighborhood and going through a lot of different things, really bringing that to life and being able to do that live, like that takes talent. It does. It It, really really does. does. Uh, Yeah. And I feel like, you know, Charles Dutton and Ella Joyce, both they're kind of like actors that you see in a whole lot of things all mm -hmm. the time. And people recognize and know their faces when they see it, but they may not necessarily know their names. Right. Like, I'm fans of both of them, so I definitely, you know, definitely know their names and stuff. But I feel like a lot of people will be like, who? And then when you Google them, you're like, oh, Oh, okay. I've seen him in this. And they've been working steady over the years, too. Still working, So it's kind of dope. Right. Oh, yeah. Still working, definitely. Both of them. So it's kind of dope that both of them have kind of, like, kept that career going or whatever. Um, But I guess to back up a little bit, for people that may not be familiar with the show, so Rock is the like main character mm-hmm. and he's a trash collector in Baltimore. Um, and like I said before, his wife, Ella is a nurse and they basically, it's just kind of a lot of humor and drama and stuff like that. Just centered around their everyday life. Like rock is this super cheapskate <laughs> and he's got this brother that like is, is supposed to be a musician. And I'm saying that with air quotes and um, he's always mooching off of him. And, you know, rocks always the kind of the running gag on the show is that he always owes rock money which is a problem because Rock is a tight wad. He's like, Rock is so tight. I think he puts, like, on Everybody Hates Chris. Like, I think he puts that dad to shame. <laughs> Terry Crews. Rock is, <laughs> Rock is cheap. Remember, he used to be picking up stuff off the, like, from out, like the trash collection, like picking up stuff off the street and bringing it home. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, Rock? Take not, that stuff and put it back outside. That is not acceptable. That is unacceptable on so many levels. Like, just, thrifting is one thing, but just not, just, no, this, that's not necessary. Like, not necessary yeah. at all. <laughs> rock was rock was wild. Um, so it was like a lot of funny stuff in there like that. But I think it kind of touched on some real life issues, too, especially with it being centered in a place like, you know, a place like Baltimore in the city. Um, so they talked about like some gang violence and then just kind of went over some overall issues of what it meant to be black in America at that time. Um, the struggles that people went through and stuff like that, which, you know, God, I wish it was on. I wish it was somewhere and available to stream now because, you know, from the tidbits and things that I can kind of remember and I haven't seen it in years, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that a lot of that stuff is still so just very, very relevant and right. that there's such relatable characters to people even today, um, despite the show being, you know, coming up on 30 something years old. Yeah. Like, I like again, we've said this on multiple podcast episodes that we just need a black sitcom like streaming service so we can have right. stuff like rock when i was googling stuff for the show like i was bringing up um a little cool j's old show in the house and eve's show and like all these other shows eve's from show. like the early 90s from like basically upn <laughs> when right. upn was a thing like they need to be somewhere so we can watch them 
you uh, being had a stride for a while. They Alicia, did all that stuff. Half UPN and was, half, and yes, uh, they had a stride. For all a while. of them, I was like, like okay. just bring them all back. Give them to us. Was you it? Want was one on one on UPN too? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say it was. So I mean, just like a whole bunch of stuff. Give Dang. them to us, all of them, please. And that thanks. makes me feel kind of sad. You know, and the crazy thing to me about it, and I think I've said this before, is that I really wish BET would do more to capitalize on that. Because, like, I see where, like, VH1 does Fresh Prince, uh, was doing Fresh Prince reruns. And then I think I saw, like, MTV2 where they had, like, girl, like a girlfriend's marathon on and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. BET, Black Entertainment Television. Let's, can, why is this stuff not up there? Stop playing them Tyler Perry movies. No, no shade to Please Tyler Perry. But we've seen them movies already. Put the stuff up there that we really want to see. Like somebody get the rights to rock and put that on TV. That's something that I'll marathon and I'll sit down and, and watch. I definitely would. Like I would pay top dollar. I, you'd get another ten dollars out of me if you created a streaming service where I could watch all those shows. Right. You like remember I, Heavy D was on the show? On what show? On Rock? Yeah. Nope. Like he came on later on in the show. He um I think he was like, uh, was he a former drug dealer or something like that? I'm trying to remember exactly. I know his character's name was Calvin, but he was like a recurring like character on the show for a while. Wow. Yeah, I know. And it was crazy because the show, like people loved it so much. It had a lot of fans and stuff like that, but the ratings just weren't there. So it just ended up getting canceled. And I'm pretty sure, um, I'm not 100% certain, but I feel like it got left off on like some kind of weird, like cliffhanger-y thing. Aww. Like most shows, which really sucks. It's kind of like Moesha. <laughs> the worst the worst of cliffhangers. And there was it's a cliffhanger? Moesha? Yeah. Yeah, because remember Miles had gotten like kidnapped and all this crazy stuff had happened really? or whatever. Like, I th- didn't Dorian have somebody pregnant or something? Like, I knew Miles got kidnapped and that never got resolved. <laughs> Miles was just away. Miles was just out there missing. Miles been missing since the night. <laughs> Hope fang. He ain't getting no shows. A lot of shows end like that. And I think, and I can't even remember. My mom, I bought her the box set for her girlfriends. And I remember she called me after she finished going through like the entire box set and saying that it ended on kind of like a, a awkward note too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, people, you know, a couple of people had moved on, gotten in relationships and stuff, but it just ended on a really weird note. I hate that. Yeah. Like at least like, give, you know, the showrunners and stuff like that, like the ability to conclude their shows in a way that makes sense. Like, you know, right. when Sensate ended on a cliffhanger and Wolfgang yep. disappeared and was kidnapped, everybody was mad. And so, like, people rioted and were like, hey, give us a finale. And they did. And oh, it, it was, was beautiful. The best finale. But, yes. like, let I think people. We texted and talked about that for like, a, weeks. A, a while. <laughs> um, matter of fact, I need to go watch Sensate again. Um, but, like, at least, even if your ratings aren't that great, like, at least honor the people that have been watching your show by giving them, like, some type of conclusion to the show. Like, that's just, it's just rude to leave a show on a cliffhanger. It's just right. not okay. Like Yeah, and I feel like for a show like Rock Again, where you had, like, you know, just such an incredible cast and actors and stuff that, I mean, put all this hard work and sweat and tears into it or whatever, you know, I feel like they could have gotten at least, you know, one last show or something like that Yeah, to just kind of tie everything up. So I don't think Rock gets enough love, but we're giving you love today, Rock. Christina and I love you, along yes, with me, along with I'm sure very, very many other people. So if you guys have any thoughts about Rock or anything that you remember, anything you want to share with us, then hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and we could talk more about Rock. We're going to do an entire show on Black sitcoms. Put it down in the calendar. Yes, yes, yes. What you got? Um, So one of my favorite shows, I'm going to start like more recent and then go back. So this show uh, I used to be a fan of. It 
introduced the world to Jessica Alba and it introduced, I want to say it was Michael Weatherly's first show, which if you don't know who Michael Wel- Weatherly is, I can't say words today, apparently. Um, he was on NCIS. He's Denozo. Um, uh, yeah. And the show is called Dark Angel. It debuted in 2000. So a more recent show than probably rock. But I loved season one and season two was decent. And then they canceled the show and I was pretty sad about it. But the entire setup is Jessica Alba is like this childhood experiment and like they've experimented on her and a bunch of other uh characters and well a bunch of other children and they all somehow escape so they escape and just kind of try to lead semi-normal lives um Mm -hmm. and you know make sure that like they don't get captured again and so it's it was kind of like one of the first post-apocalyptic shows and like the new millennium and whatnot right Um, right and And i remember that show was like set like around this time period like for then it was set around this time period which is super weird now to go back and really think about it exactly um she was like a bike messenger um and michael weatherly was like her her person to help her out and make sure she doesn't you know a get caught b dive from like whatever experience that experiments they've done to her because she's got like super speed and she's kind of strong and all this other stuff but just kind of looks like a normal person um right and her and Michael Weatherly fell in love with each other. And Michael Weatherly's character was a character in a wheelchair, which was weird at the time, but we went with it. Um, and he was like a super tech nerd and everything. Um, and it was great. And then season two kind of went off the rails because there were other experiments that escaped. And then Michael Weatherly's character started walking and just all these things. They just kind of, it was great for season one. And then season two, they were like, all right, so we've got your attention. We're going to go off the rails. Um, right. So if we could just kind of retcon the Dark Angel, uh, the Dark Angel universe and start from the end of season one, that would be great. But I loved that show. Um, It was pretty popular for season one, but like season two just didn't get enough traction for them to keep going. Um, It was a great sci-fi show. I believe it was on Fox. And I guess it just shows that Fox does the thing that Fox always does where season one of the show is great and then season two is trash and you're like it's just really terrible or either they just cancel stuff and don't even give it a season two to do anything exactly so (laughs) people are still mad about names but uh, i'm still mad about pitch i'm gonna i'm gonna hold that flame and that saltiness inside of me for as long as i possibly can i don't know why fox keeps doing it because like this is why i stopped watching empire because season one was great season two is garbage um yes they just kicked uh, what's his, my homeboy off a of Lethal Weapon. And so I'm pretty sure season two of Lethal Weapon is going to be trash. Um, right. They bought in one of the guys from uh, American Pie to like be the new character. Like they do, they're, I guess they're going to kill off or write off um, Clayton Crawford's character. And this new guy is going to be a new guy. But I'm like, then it's not Lethal Weapon if it's not Riggs and Murtaugh. Like, what are y'all right. doing? Yeah, I was going to say, that's like the crux of the whole of the whole plot. The whole concept there is like kind of centered around them. Wait. Right. So basically, Fox just been tripping for years. Apparently, apparently years it's a thing that they've been doing for <laughs> at least a couple. Of I totally forgot because I definitely watched Dark Angel. I don't remember a whole lot. I probably remember more about season one than season two. I feel like maybe I don't even remember. I might have actually. Yeah, I, was say, I might have like. Two. Yeah, I might have strayed away from it and been like, mm, it gets a little murky around then. But I definitely remember the show and everything like that. I didn't realize it was only two seasons though. Yeah, there's like a, a hmm. like a an animal beast looking thing like it looks like if you took beast from beauty and the beast and put him in the year 2020 so like he stands up and he talks and stuff like that and he's got hair all over his face 
And so he's like, I guess another experiment experiment that escaped. And I don't know if Jessica Alba's character was a fan before, was friends with the Beast character before or after or whatever, but he just right. kind of randomly showed up as another character and everyone was like, what is this? What? Um, so yeah, it just kind of went off the rails, but I remember like the first season making sure that I watched every single episode because I love Jessica Alba's character and I loved Michael Weatherly's character. Um, and, you know, I've kind of followed Jessica Alba and Michael Weatherly's career ever since. So it's good to see that they both landed on their feet after that. Um, oh, yeah. Because, you know, Michael Weatherly's got his own show. And Jessica Alba's supposed to be working on a Bad Boys spinoff TV show with Gabrielle Union. She's doing that with Gabrielle, right? Yeah, Gabrielle Union is playing her character from Bad Boys 2, who was... Oh, my God, what's her name? What's his face? His Sid. sister. Yes. So he, yeah, she's it. playing her, and then I guess Jessica Alba is her partner, and they're going around doing cop stuff. Uh, it's been picked I up, but like not from like a U.S. network. Um, so everybody's everybody's still working, but bring back Dark Angel or give me a movie yeah. or something. Like just give me something, please. Didn't it get picked up by like some kind of like cable, like a specific like cable service, or it got picked up by something weird? I want to like, say I feel like, like it got picked up by something where most people are not going to be able to have access to it. Like if memory serves me correctly, it's like a Canadian network or something like that that picked it up or some craziness. Anyway, it's not going to be on like NBC or Fox or ABC or anything like that where like mm. people are going to be able to watch it. Exactly. Um, yeah, so. that blocks a lot of access to it. I, I just I hate stuff like that. Like that's kind of my biggest gripe right now with Star Trek Discovery. It's such a great show, but, you know, it's on CBS All Access. It's got that paywall in front of it. You know, right. you had millions of people tune in to watch that first episode. Or the first, was it the first two episodes that they showed on TV? I think it was the first episode that they showed on TV. Because yeah. I don't remember watching the second. Yeah, but I'm like, wow. And I went on to, you know, go ahead and watch it. Because I had CBS All Access anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I went on to go watch it. I mean, it's a great show. I cannot wait for season two or whatever. But again, that, that paywall is just cutting a lot of fans out like why would you not put a star trek show on tv like star trek is such star trek like i mean that's it's a tv icon i mean generations of families have gathered around my grandma is a trekkie like that was my introduction to star trek was through my grandma you know what is happening also uh side note tangent but like what's going on with patrick stewart coming back or having his own series or reprising his role as captain picard like what's going on there do you know? I, I I have no idea what's going on with that. All I know I, is I saw it and just kind of noped out of there. Like, nope, what do you mean nope. you noped out of it? I don't know. I mean, I just why? It's Patrick Stewart, though. I mean, I get it, and I like him and everything like that. But I'm like, but why? Yeah, I mean, because they can. Is this a thing we really pay him <laughs> a lot of money to do it? I guess I don't know. No, I mean, I ain't mad at him. I mean, hey, if they're going to offer you to come back, make your money. I mean, if you you know, I don't care if you're 102 years old. If somebody's going to let you reprise a role, you know, then right. go for it. Apparently, I mean, in, in that capacity, I'm not mad. But I don't know. And I'm not even mad, like, overall. I'm just like, I don't know. No, I, okay. I think I'm good. I heard that, um, like, he didn't expect the show to be, like, when he signed up for it, like, he didn't expect to be doing the show for as long as he did in the first place. Like, he enjoys it, obviously, but, like he went into it not thinking that the show would last more than one season and was just like right. oh well i'm just here and then it became a thing <laughs> and now he's sir patrick stewart so oh okay. wow yeah yeah he's got that he's got it's like eric uh brayden who plays uh victor newman uh-huh. it's crazy because he was supposed to be like a 
like a recurring character that was only supposed to be on for like a few episodes. And he's just been there and he been on TV since 1980 playing this dude. Like he's been Victor Newman longer than we've been alive. He's like John Munch from Law and Order SVU, where like right. he was John Munch on New York Undercover or something, some cop show. He's been John Munch. The guy that plays John Munch on SVU has been John Munch on like eight different TV shows, including right. Sesame Street. Like he's never, Years. I think he's not playing John Munch now because I want to say they like, he reached retirement age in the fake New York PD that he works at on SVU. So he had to be forced to retire. Right. But he's been playing John Munch forever. Like you can YouTube it. I mean, Google yeah, it. He was probably like ready to go. I mean, at that point I would just, I'd be like, okay, I've had enough. I've made my money. Like, I mean, Victor Newman's got to be tired of being, I mean, he's got to be tired of being Victor Newman. Like, most people don't even know that man's real name. They just call him Victor Newman. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't changed his name to Victor Newman, considering. He might as well, because that's what everybody calls you anyway. And you you have people calling you Victor Newman every day. (laughs) And he's just, it's Victor Newman, Victor Newman. I don't know. Well, you know how we were talking about, like, the Nick shows and everything like that earlier? Mm -hmm. I feel like the rest of my forgotten TV shows are like all like Nickelodeon kind of based or whatever. So, you know, I was thinking about like a couple of the black shows that they had mm-hmm. back in the day, like in the nineties and stuff like that. And one of the ones that I feel like a lot of people have forgotten about is Cousin Skeeter. Oh, uh, I was looking at, that was on the list of things that I was looking at today. Cause man, yes. <laughs> it's a puppet. I love Cousin, Cousin Skeeter. It's just so stupid. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just so stupid and funny and goofy for like no reason at all. So, um, that one was actually on Nick, like, in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Because I remember it being on, like, around the time that we were middle school age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was about this boy named Bobby and his cousin Skeeter, who moved with to New York to live with him and his family. And the funny, like, the funny thing, like, the running gag in the show is that cousin Skeeter is a puppet. Like, clearly a puppet. Right. And nobody acknowledges throughout the entire time the show was on that he's a puppet. They just, just treat like, him like a regular human being. With he's it. like... I mean, but he's like doing like crazy stuff. Like he's super wild. He's loud and wild. And he like, he has like all these random celebrity friends. Like they had Michael Jordan and Queen Latifah and uh, he saved MC Light's life in like one episode. Like it was, it was so crazy because they just treated him like a, like a delinquent, like regular child or whatever. And I'm like, this is clearly a puppet. Is, are all of you on drugs? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so that was the thing that like tripped me out about it. And, you know, I didn't know for the longest time that Cousin Skeeter, the voice, was actually Bill Belkney. Really? I did not know that. I feel like I knew that. And then it's one of those things where you forgot it. But, uh, all right, well. I don't, we'll feel like I, I don't feel like I ever knew that until, like, a few years ago. Hmm. When it, I think I was, like, going, I was in some kind of YouTube rabbit hole or something like that. And, like, I randomly ran up on you know how people post like little small clips and stuff like that from old shows or whatever. And I think somebody had put it in the, uh, put it in one of the comments. And so I went and, you know, did some Googling around and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, dang, he really is. Bill Bellamy was the voice of Cousin Skeeter. Well, and I do, I love then. that show. Yeah, it's so cute. Uh, Mega Good was up there, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is kind of, this is kind of like coming like right after she had had her little mini role in Friday. And so she was, you know, it was the first time she was kind of really doing a little bit more prominent stuff. And we mm-hmm. see how her career is kind of taken off and stuff then since then or whatever. So I do, I like cousin Skeeter. I think it was funny. I think it was cute. And it's kind of cool to see just a black family having like these crazy adventures and 
laughing at uh, Bobby, who's like really calm and settled and well-behaved and seeing a puppet get this boy in trouble. All the time. And he fell for it. All every the time. time. Every episode he got in trouble over something. And it was always Cousin Skeeter's fault. And I just, I love that show so much or whatever. It's super cute. That's one of the ones that I actually hope that Nick adds to the streaming service. I want more of those shows because I, I think that's kind of my only bit of a gripe right now. Like you've got all that um, and you've got Kenan and Kale, but like as far as sitcom wise, mm. I want some more of those diverse um, and inclusive sitcoms that they had because they were really doing their thing back then. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like things that were on my list that I took off were also the Mystery Files of Shelby Wu, like we talked about, where it's an Asian girl and Mr. Miyaki basically. Um going around solving mysteries and right. uh the secret file is it the secret files of alex mack um not really i that. love alex mack alex mack yes. where she just kind of you know got some radioactive pi- powers um was basically in like a plant accident or something and like right. got the ability and to like, can, like make things move with her mind and you know morph into other things <laughs> and turn right, into yeah, a puddle of like silver goo it's and it's awesome show is ridiculous but we love our Nickelodeon shows because they are awesome. They're a little far-fetched, but, you know, you just got to go with it. You just got to go right. with it. Right, and I think there's, like, another show now. And, I again, my kids always just nice little jabs, unintentional jabs, but they always just kind of jab me and make me feel a little old. So there's, like, some show that's on now that uh, Genesis watches called something something or another, Andy Mac. But either way, the main girl's name is Andy Mac. And it's actually a really cute show. It's about this girl and she lives with her parents. And her parents are kind of like unorthodox. So her mom like, you know, rides motorcycles and all this stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. her dad is like a painter or does some things like that. But either way, they're like unorthodox. They kind of raise her in a, you know, in a different way and, you know, give her a lot more freedom and things like that. Then you're kind of used to seeing the typical parent give a child on mm-hmm. TV or whatever, but it kind of works. And I, for some reason, thought that this child was related to Alex Mack. Like, I wanted her to be related to Alex Mack. And my kid is like, who's Alex Mack? And I'm like, <laughs> just never mind, man. I'm like, clearly, <laughs> I'm talking about the I'm talking about the superior Mack. <laughs> right. I, superior we, we know Mac about person. Andy Mack. And she's all right. She's cute and everything like that. But the, the real Mack <laughs> is Alex Mack. And my daughter's just like, and I showed her like, I found like a couple of clips on YouTube and stuff like that. And she was like, so she turns into a puddle. That is very weird. There's like, like a, hey. a a reunion special because I guess they met up somewhere. It was like an outdoor place where they had the cast of Alex Mack. We were not supposed to be talking about Alex Mack, but they reunited like the majority of the cast. And it's like a one hour video of them like talking about the show, which I found on YouTube, which I'll link in the show notes. But this was not on the list. Like, how do we get here? I don't know. We I mean, were talking about we Cousin just, Skeeter. Let's go back to yeah, Cousin Skeeter. Yeah, I was going to say, we Cousin Skeeter, and then you just start talking about, like, all I'm sorry. the shows. My bad. It's crazy. That's what I do. The girl that played Alex Mack, what is she, do you know what she's doing? Does she ever really do a whole lot after the show? I want to say I've seen her in other things, because if I'm not mistaken, it's Larissa Olenek. So if I'm yeah. not mistaken, like, she's the sister in 10 Things I Hate About You, I'm fairly certain that's her. Think, think, think. I don't know. Like, I want to say that was her in that movie as well. Um, but she's just kind of hanging out, minding her business. She looks good. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, she was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Um, and she's not really doing anything right about now. Just kind of like hmm. chilling, being herself. You know, I think the only time I had heard, maybe a few years ago, and I'm not a Pretty Little Liars watcher or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I think she was like a 
like a temporary or like a recurring like character or something like that. I don't know if she died or, you know, I, I know nothing about that show and what happens there. So mm-hmm. that's, that's not my wheelhouse. It's not my ministry. So forgive me that I don't know, but I think she was on that show like for a while, but I never really heard of her like starring in anything or, you know, being on anything for like an extended amount of time since then. Right. She was in an episode apparently of Law and Order SVU, which is hilarious because everybody's been on Law and Order SVU, except for probably the two of us. You can, uh, pretty, yeah, you can pretty much assume that <laughs> that if you've acted in in the United States, you've been on SVU in some capacity at some point in time. I was just, once. I was just kind of making that a given, so I wasn't even gonna, <laughs> I wasn't even gonna speculate about that because I'm like, of course she's been up there. Everybody's been up there again, except for us. You know, they do like a. My sister is addicted to Law and Order SVU, especially on the weekends when they do their like random marathons. They just make up a marathon, and I think yeah. they just play random episodes of Law and Order SVU. Um, and I think they did like a before. teen idol one where it was like people from like the eighties and nineties that were like teen idols and they play like 10 episodes of random people on it. I'm sure her episode was one of them, but, um, yeah, everybody's been on Law and Order SVU, everybody oh or the original God. Law and Order, one or the other. Exactly. It's crazy. But another next show that I have, um, speaking of like black shows and shows that were kind of diverse or whatever. And this was like one of the, if I'm not mistaken, I felt like it was one of like the earlier Mm-hmm. shows or one of the first or one of the first few shows that Nick had that kind of featured like uh predominantly or pretty much all black cast or whatever and it was my brother and me I love the show so much I love my brother and me those boys it was cute. only it was only one season wait really yeah for some reason I felt like it was longer than that but maybe Mm-mm. who knows one season and you know the crazy thing is like when I was going back and kind of looking up at everything like that and trying to figure out like what happened to it or whatever Ratings were good. Show was funny. Um, the thing I really liked about it is, you know, most of the time we talk about most kids shows or whatever, like even the shows that are on now that my kids are watching, like the kids live in LA, they live in Chicago, they live in New York, they live in big cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but this show was about a regular black family living in Charlotte, North Carolina, which again, That's like, right. I absolutely love that because it kind of reminded me, you know, it reminds me of like with, later on when Jet Jackson came around, same thing with him, the show kind of being based in, you know, North Carolina. So I'm like, you know, okay, it's cool. Like, you know, these kids live somewhere that's kind of near where, I, you know, are in the same state that I'm growing up in or whatever. So I love that part. Um, and the whole reason that the show got canceled basically was because like the writers and producers and directors, like the whole creative team behind the scenes just could not get along and come to an agreement. So they pretty mm-hmm. much just canceled the show. Like, it wasn't a ratings thing. It had nothing to do with, like, the actors or anything like that. They just just canceled the show. I mean, the show was basically about, like, these two brothers that were, like, preteen age. And they were just, you know, getting the little hijinks and stuff like that. Right. Like, I think my favorite episode uh, was when the younger brother, uh, Didi, mm-hmm. he, like, got, like, this super jacked up haircut. <laughs> because remember he wanted to like cut his hair like I forgot what the rapper's name is but it was like some made up rapper like they were the beginning of the episode they were like looking in this uh, magazine him uh-huh. and Didi and his brother and, and some friend at school whatever they're like oh yeah you know we want this haircut that haircut and of course you know back then they're talking about like the, the white kids talking about like a bowl cut <laughs> right and you know the black kids are talking about like a high top with, you know with some uh, designs and stuff like that in their head and the parents are like uh, no absolutely not mind. you know I old enough for that so Didi decides he's gonna take matters into his own hands and do it anyway and his parents made him shave his head and I just uh-huh. every time I think about it, and I haven't seen again I haven't seen this episode in years but every time I think about that like that's the first thing I think about when I think of my brother and me and I holler every time <laughs> because i'm like what what are you doing we should have got more of that show it's really a shame they were like adorable brothers just 
doing just growing up and you know learning life and it was a great show like even when i think about like old nickelodeon shows like it's one of the first like live action nickelodeon shows it's one of the first ones that i mentioned because like who doesn't remember my brother and me like it was and i want to say it was on at the same time that like you know all that was on um so you know you just kind of watch them all together because it's a block of like four or five shows that you just watch and my brother and me is one of them like right look at that give it back yeah it is and you know my favorite part and another thing i really liked about the show too was like you know how the characters (laughs) i think it's crazy so like they would be having conversations and everything like that and the characters would have these thoughts going on in their head and the audience could hear their thoughts Mm -hmm. and they would just be saying like the shadiest stuff about each other in their head Mm -hmm. like oh my god shut up you're so stupid or whatever or not in a million years like when a boy tries to talk to one of the girls on the show just like oh my god not in a million years no right um and it's crazy because most of the cast from that show has pretty much like vanished into thin air except for like amanda seals um i forgot she was on that show yeah she was she was on that show she played I think it was Didi's Didi's best friend's sister. Okay. And I feel like who was it that? It was somebody that had a crush on her or whatever. And I can't think of who it was. Because there was like one boy on the show. Like the boy that was always like scheming and had some crazy mess going on all the time. And I can't think of his name right now. But I feel like he had a crush on her. And she was always like rejecting him. Like mm-hmm. I mean cutting him off at the knees rejecting him. Because you know rejections and like jokes was bad back then or whatever. Oh yeah. Like she would just be like, "You went for the jugular and disgusting, and I hate you. Go away." Yeah, there was no like, there was no, there was no sugar coating or tact or anything like that or whatever. Like she would cut that boy off at the knees every time. So I like her. And Kim Whitley was on there too. Yeah, there were a lot of like heavy hitters on some of the Nickelodeon shows, like, like just heavy hitters. It reminds me another show that I want to talk about, and we'll get to it in a second. Is um, Ghost Rider. Everybody forget Samuel L. Jackson was on Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot about Ghost Rider. This shit was great. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, that shit was great. But, Samuel uh, L. Jackson, again, something that you just might want to assume that Samuel L. Jackson was in it. He's been in everything. Like, just if it's something that exists, just if you're not sure if Samuel L. Jackson was in it, just assume he was in there and you'll probably be right. Yeah. That's that's a pretty safe assessment. Yeah, he's probably been in a little bit of everything um, somehow, some way, um, or was considering it and then decided against it. <laughs> like, right. Samuel L. Jackson is the go-to guy for all of the things. Oh um, my god, you really got me tripping now because I I totally. I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. something that forgotten for real. I totally forgot about Ghost Riders. Ghost Rider is one of like my favorite kid shows, and I guess we'll just talk about it now. But Ghost Rider is one of my favorite kid shows because it was just. I like weird things, obviously. Dark Angel, weird. Uh, what was the other show I was talking about? Uh, dang it, where'd it go? Um, Alex Mack, weird. All those shows, just strange. Um, but Ghost Rider was hilarious because, like, I guess they were setting up... Samuel L- it starts with, like, Samuel L. Jackson and this, like, younger kid who's probably, like, middle school age, um, like, going to get this trunk out of the basement um, because his oldest daughter is going off to college and she's going to put all her stuff in the trunk. Um, right. And they like knock this book over and all of a sudden there's a ghost and nobody pays attention to the ghost just kind of floating around doing stuff. And like the ghost reads. So he like reads the back of the uh, little kid's T-shirt and all of a sudden like him and his little friends, like all of his friends in like the neighborhood, there's about five or six of them 
Mm-hmm. Um, start solving mysteries with this random ghost who goes around yeah. and reads things for them and like finds clues and stuff. Uh, it was the weirdest show ever. And you're just like, what? But that was like right along the time. I mean, it's in that same time frame where things were just intensely weird on Nick. Like Nick had some really, some really odd show ideas. Yeah, they did. I mean, they, salute your shorts. Hey, dude, just all of that stuff was another just two of my favorites. I love very shows. weird. Show. Pete and Pete was just like, <laughs> yeah, Pete whiteness, like, but hilarious. Who thought of this mess? Like, it's, it's crazy. You know, the thing I liked about Ghostwriters, though, was that it had and I don't understand why, like when they were out and solving mysteries and doing different things and everything like that, like it had a diverse cast. It and did. It made the world look like what it actually looked like. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I don't and, like, get all how these people they got friends. that then. And then you have like shows like Daredevil now where you're, I'm really supposed to believe that everybody in Hell's Kitchen is white. I mean, I didn't say it, but I agree. Cause I mean, I'm just saying. It's Hell's Kitchen, like. Right. I want to say Alicia Keys is from Hell's Kitchen, and I'm pretty yes, sure there is. are people from Hell's Kitchen that are much darker than her. Like, come on now. Like, what is we wrong with people? We get this kids show from the 90s. I understand this concept. The 90s were such a simpler time. Such that a simpler a time. Can we, can we go back to that? Even another show that I wanted to talk about, which was Animorphs, also had a diverse cast. There was a black one, there was like a... Yep. Indian, maybe Asian one. Of course, random white boy leader. Um, such a diverse cast. Because why not? Like, it wasn't a thing to think about not having a diverse cast. Now we, like, actually have to talk about it and kind of force shows to hire people that right. don't all look alike outside of Shonda Rhimes' TV shows. Because she is good at hiring diverse cast because it's what she does. Like, yep. she understands this is what the world looks like. Um, did you read the Animorphs books? Or you just I did. watched the TV show? See, yeah, that's what I, did. I read the books too. Started yeah. me reading the show. Like, I still have some of them because, like, they had the little flip book in the corner um, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, you, you have the page numbers, but, like, on the other side, it was, like, a maybe at the top corner um, where it was, like, a little flip book of, like, the kids turning into the animals, which is kind of right. cool. Um, but I love that show. It was another, like, super weird out there concept of kids being able to just touch an animal and turn into it. But. Apparently there were rules. I completely forgot there were rules. Like they could only stay in like animal form for two hours. And right. if they stayed there too long, then they would get stuck. Because get one stuck. of the kids yep. actually got stuck. Uh, but then got unstuck somehow, some way. But like his base form ended up, Tobias turned into a hawk and couldn't turn back. And then found the ability to morph again. But like his new base like form was a hawk. So like, right. but you know the how like, time. shows were like then, like there would be like these crazy states, and it's like, how are you gonna get out of this? And literally, it'd be like twenty eight minutes into like the thirty minutes of the show, mm-hmm. and then and oh, all of a sudden they again. just like solve it really quick, and then you know they, they, they go to credits, get out of here, we're done. And I'm Everything like, is fine again. There's like an alien race in the show that also morphs, and like a tesseract looking thing that they touch to get this power, kind of like the basketball and Space Jam, where like everybody touches it and turns back into. You know, the animals, the aliens get their powers. It's just the weirdest show ever. And also a weird book series. But it was just fun and ridiculous. And It was. I had those right along with, like, my Goosebumps books and all of that stuff. Which is packed away in some box somewhere or whatever. Definitely not a Goosebumps fan. It was not one of my things. Although I did, like you were saying earlier, love Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, who Mm -hmm. didn't? Like, do you remember the uh, T and Tamara episode where, like, I think... 
what like one of them was the real one and the other one was like a lizard or something. Yeah. And then they ended up switching places. <laughs> oh my god, this show this show was so crazy. <laughs> like what were y'all thinking with some of these TV shows, Nickelodeon? Like just Listen, I'm about to go. I, that is on my list. Like not tonight, because the night that we're recording this, um, it's actually the second night of the Bobby Brown movie. So I'm gonna be live tweeting tonight. But tomorrow, that might be the first thing that I watch. Is that episode of? Is that episode? <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? Because I forgot about that until you said it. Oh my gosh. This is the only episode I remember. Like, remember exactly what happens. There's like all sorts of creepy houses and stuff like that on Are You Afraid of the Dark? But like, I definitely remember the T and Tamara episode where they basically switch places and there's a good twin and an evil twin. And you know what? I think I. I'm not a reboot or a revival person, as you guys already know, but I think that's one thing. Animorphs is one thing I think I could see coming back. See, it would be and great into it. because technology is so much better now. And right. so the morphing would not look as awful. Right. I was going to say it would look really dope with, you know, with the different technology and stuff that we got now, whatever. It's still a really interesting concept and stuff overall, you know? It is. I mean, and you've got like a lot of, you know, but I, hmm. I didn't realize. I'm wondering because you could kind of play with the age group and stuff like that too. You really could. Yeah. I didn't realize when I was watching clips of it on YouTube that, um, the lead character like the alex how why is there always an alex character on every tv show i don't know why but uh the lead character who played alex is the same guy that plays Iceman slash bobby in the x-men movies like i was like where do i know your face from when i was looking at the opening credits and i was like who's this guy and google search showed me that he's Iceman from like the x-men movies all of the all of the x-men and movies basically i was today years old um, when you found when that I, out when i found that out <laughs> Because I did not even pay any attention to that whatsoever. I don't remember anybody else from the series, but now apparently that's that's who that is. So, you know, good thing, good times for people that are, like, still out there acting, no matter how big or small the roles are. Like, good job, guys. Um, you know, that was a, that's a good one. That's a good one, too. All right. I do so. not like that one. And then I've got, um, what else do I have? Ah, Real Monsters, which I mentioned briefly and the the beautiful thing about our real monsters now is that we know that it's on nick splat so you can go and watch it and stuff and you know our real monsters is funny to me and i hadn't thought about the show in years until monsters inc came out and i went to go take my kids to go see that and the first thing i'm thinking when we're watching it i'm like oh this is just a less weird version of our real monsters like i mean it's pretty much the same core concept pretty much Overall, like it's the same general concept of monsters going to school to study scaring people, which I absolutely love that idea. Like that, yeah. just, that tickles me because it feels like it's you would think that like a monster would just be like born to know how to scare or whatever. But I mean, the thought of monsters going to school to learn how to scare people just just tickles me for whatever reason. Apparently it um, is a skill. <laughs> Their teacher yeah. was hilarious because he had like six legs or something, four legs or six legs. He, he was had all definitely legs. a dude. Who had like six legs, well, like a male monster who had like six legs and wore like these bright high red heels. high heel shoes. Yes. Oh my God. That that one tripped me out. And then Crumb. Um, it was him holding his eyes in his hand. <laughs> and he just looks like a, like a like a naked human baby with hair on it. And then he had like, you know how his armpits, like he would mm-hmm. he would like get that like spunk that comes from out of his armpits and just ugh. oh my god, he was so <laughs> But he was like my favorite though. <laughs> Even still, like every time I look at him, I'm just like, oh, 
Somebody. I, do. I, I love that cartoon so much. Like, I think it's one that most 90s kids can say that they really love, but it kind of mm-hmm. gets lost in the back of your mind when you think about your favorite cartoons from childhood. Right. Like, it's not one that you hear most people immediately say, oh my God, I love Our Real Monsters. You know? It's it only just, when someone else mentions it that you're like, right. Like, that was my show. Ickes was great because he was always the one, like, getting everybody into trouble. Like, it's typically his plan. Like, Ickes is the one Ickes with the plan. Ickes was the ringleader with, with, all the, with all the... He was the man with the plan, and usually the plan was shady. Yes, it always somehow involved Oblina, who literally just looks like a black and white worm with eyeballs and feet, um, like slithering into something small because she's so tiny that she can get into anything like she can get into the pipes and everything. And <sighs> Remember she used to tickle people in their ears? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why? Like, why is that a thing you do? Again, just extremely weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> Crumb used to lose his eyeballs all the time. Right. <laughs> You'd be like, dude, it you kind of knew that like one time. I think he like, didn't he like fabricate or like get it, like, like find a head or something like that to try to like keep the eyeballs in instead of, I'm like, you wouldn't lose them all the time if they were in your hands, man. Like whatever <laughs> evolutionary thing happened there went horribly wrong. If you have to hold your eyeballs in your hand, you can't fight nobody. Does he have- You can't pick nothing up. Like what that's what I was thinking. Like, does he have another? Like, I don't even remember what he, uh, what he looks like. Uh, because what exactly? How can you function in life when you literally have to hold your hands like all the time? Like, do you sit? No. Okay. So he doesn't have extra hands, which is my next question. No, he doesn't have extra hands. It's just the two hands. So every time he needs to like, use his hands, he was like putting his eyeballs down, and then the eyeballs would just like roll away and get lost, and and all of that stuff. That's just. And like I mean, his whole like claim to fame for scaring for me was like funky armpits, which are pretty scary to be to be quite fair. But I mean, like it, you would even see like the little green smoke coming from under there, and I'm just like, oh my god, that's disgusting. disgusting. Gross, so gross, 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 gross. Everybody knows how much I love pops, and like I literally almost got the the Real Monsters pops because they have them for Ickes, Oblina, and Chrome. But the problem oh, they wanna- do. The problem is, is that the crumb pop, instead of like the ball, like his eyeballs being white with like an iris and stuff like that, they're just all black. Mm-hmm. So it looks weird. So like, it doesn't look like he has oh, eyeballs. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, well, why did y'all? Yeah, Cause it's kind of like, it's kind of like the, how most pops are without, you know, with the eyeballs blacked out, but it doesn't work for him. It doesn't because like, I mean, he's got regular eyeballs in his hand. Right. Like, why didn't y'all paint that differently? That's weird. So Funko get it together and release a new one so I can actually have them. Cause I'm not. You can't have just two Iro monsters. I had a former bandmate that loved the show as well, and so he had these like stuffed animals of them, but he didn't have Ickis. And I'm like, how do you have two out of three real monsters? Like, how? That's right. just that's a crime against humanity. Like they go no, together. As they a group. they come. They're a trio. Like you gotta you gotta keep them all together. So like just being irresponsible and not having all of them. Like it's just it's just not okay. So please Funko fix it. So I can have Crumb looking like Crumb is supposed to look and not like an imposter. Exactly. No imposters around these parts. But love oh my that gosh. Show. And it just I just got sad for a little bit because I remember Oblina was uh Christine Cavanaugh. Did her voice. And she? she passed away. Christine oh. Cavanaugh. Remember she did her she did the voice of Oblina. She did like a lot of other voices too. Like she did some work for Sonic the Hedgehog and Okay. A whole bunch of other stuff, and she died a few years ago. She was also Chucky on Rugrats. Oh, okay, gotcha. Now I know what you're talking about. I'm up and to think, now. 
did she do she was dexter too right like i remember she did a lot of male characters like that was kind of her Oblina was kind of like a was kind of like a little bit off the beaten path for her because I remember she did a she did a lot of male characters. Okay, I'm pretty sure she was Dexter on Dexter's Laboratory. That makes sense. But either way, she died. She typically like, she probably did like a young. bunch of like younger male characters because you know their voice hasn't. Yeah, it's easy to kind of you know kind of flip your voice around for all of that stuff. But yeah, I right. definitely remember Chucky. She was Chucky, which I mean, of course, he's a toddler, so it's but also very nasally too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, Chucky, Chucky just. He had a rough life. <laughs> I no, thought that was going to no. be my career path one, at one point in time. What, being a voiceover artist? I would have loved to have been a voice actor. There's still time, Todd. Like, you can do it. I don't think I have the right voice for it and stuff. Uh, Something sounds weird. Okay. I don't believe that. We're not going to do that whole self-deprecating thing <laughs> on our podcast. We're not. You're not allowed to do that. Sorry. But um, you can do it. You got a microphone. Yeah. I might try it. I you might try make it. Work. I could be in you guys next next cartoon or something like that. You never know. And y'all better watch too. Because I'm gonna find you. Fight oh you. Lord. <laughs> no, I'm not actually gonna fight you. That's rude. But yeah, I actually have thought about doing voice voiceover work myself. I can't say words today, so clearly I can't be a voiceover artist. I like you couldn't pronounce Weatherly earlier. Now I can do it for some <laughs> odd reason. Maybe I'm just up and awake. Um, but yeah, I've thought about it because it seems like fun. Like you don't have to do like you don't have to like dress up for work. You can just show up. I saw tangent. Um, uh, Louis Tan because we both love Into the Badlands and mm-hmm. also love Louis Tan. Exactly. Um, like doing uh, dialogue replacement for Into the Badlands and like. You know, acting like he's fighting in the studio and making all the noise. <laughs> I love when they stuff. do that. It's so funny. It's hilarious to watch because it's like the ooh, script will ooh. say like three grunts ooh, getting hit ooh, in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just standing in front of a microphone like, <laughs> well, see, I've seen him do it and I've seen like clips of Hugh Jackman do it. And like they literally stand in the studio and like act like they're fighting. So like Lewis is sitting there like throwing punches. Um, but to me, that's the easiest way to do it because it like exactly. really gets you into the mode and into like the character thing. Or right. So I, I can understand why you do that. So a lot of people do that too with like Big Finish, the audios that I like listen okay. to. They'll have them because they normally don't record them like in the same studio. They'll have them in like separate, almost like pods. Gotcha. And so you'll see them, they'll do a lot of, you know, like stomping and flailing their arms and stuff like that or whatever. Because I mean, it's, it's all audio. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta make sure that you're really bringing it with your voice and everything like that. Because I mean, you're communicating it all. Exactly. Voice. It's just fun to watch because it's like if you didn't know what they were doing, it would look incredibly ridiculous. Like, why are you making that noise and making that face? Like Hugh Jackman had to do one where he was like pretending to run, so he's like running in place and like sweating <laughs> profusely because he's trying to sound like Wolverine running, and it's just it's just hilarious to watch. Or like the Regina King video where she's doing the voices of like Riley and Huey and she's like oh, scrunching her face up and like... Yeah, we posted that one before. We did. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's just that fun to watch. Great. Like I could I could sit there and watch people do voiceovers like forever. It's just it's hilarious. It's so much fun. Google people. Go on YouTube and find videos of people doing like voiceover work and I promise you'll be entertained for hours. Those people who can't find things to watch and like just a hater, go look at people doing voiceovers. Like, maybe that'll bring some sunshine to your life. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're just miserable. They're not going to like anything. Also true. Bless them. Also so, true. Do you have anything else? 
I got nothing. I got nothing right now. All I know is as soon as I stop and hit, you know, stop recording, I am going to go sign up for VRV so I can have all of my shows and things. Um, because why not? Seems like a oh, good yeah. deal to me. It's totally worth it. I'm going to be going around on that. I'm probably going to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Now you got me wanting to watch that T and Tamara. <laughs> that mm-hmm. T and Tamara one. I but I'm wait. not going to mess with it tonight because I'm going to be messing around with Bobby Brown and uh I know this will come out after it'll come out on Thursday. So it'll be after, you know, the final uh, half of the half of the series is aired and everything like that. But thanks to the people that retweeted me and that responded back and forth and everything like that last night, you guys are a hoot. Um, Bobby is the messiest person possibly in the United States of America. And messy, messy, messy. I mean, I just, oh my God, all the things just happened in that movie and I I just hope he never runs into Janet Jackson again in real life. And we're just, we're going to leave it there. I saw, yeah, we're just going to leave it there. <laughs> we've, we've, held you, we've held you hostage long enough. It's a mess. And we're just going to end up on another tangent if we go get, any further. Because so it can get really wild or whatever. So if, if you're right not now. watching or if you haven't watched, I'm pretty sure by the time this drops on Thursday that they'll have it like BET. They probably got some kind of on-demand type thing or something like that. Like take the time and watch the Bobby Brown movie. If you have read the book, you will be just, you'll be delighted. Um, if you have not read the book, you'll probably be shocked, followed by delightment. Um, it's a trip. That's okay. all I can say about it. Well, my dog seems to be barking, which means it's time to wrap this show up. I'm very happy <laughs> they haven't been barking for the rest of the episode because last week, Yoda was getting on my nerves. But we will see you all in a couple of weeks. If you got anything you would like to say to us or talk to us about, you know where to find us on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. We are on at Nostalgia Mix Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up. Uh, let us know what you think about this episode, what you would like us to talk about in the future. And uh, yeah, got anything to say, Ty? Nope, I'm all good. We will Alrighty. see you guys yeah. in a couple of weeks. Everybody take care. Take Be care well, of yourselves. Get some rest. We'll check you out next time. Okay, bye.